0: Your mom just passed away and that situation come about. How did you find out that you found a lump? And I mean, how, wh- what happened?
1: I was, it was in the middle of the night and my ring got caught in my 90 and it awakened me because it got caught mm-hmm. and I was trying to free it. And then I felt the lump. My sister said it was the providence of God because I wasn't looking and I had just been examined by a doctor for my yearly checkup four months before and hadn't caught anything and it was a sizable lump, which we later found out it was aggressive.
0: Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration's Midweek Motivation and I'm your host, Althea Richardson. So today's topic is pretty important, this being first of all, Domestic Violence Awareness Month and second of all, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Imagine if you will, you and your family are visiting your mom and you hear the news that she has stage four cancer and it's aggressive. And imagine still months after your mom has passed away you discover by divine providence you have breast cancer and it's aggressive how would you react jenny dent brandt in who is a award-winning author has written the book unleash your god-given healing and she shares her journey with breast cancer and How God healed her through much prayer and building up of her immune system the way God designed it to be. So sit back and enjoy this story, this testimony, interviewing Miss Jenny Dent Brandt on Wove Inspiration, Midweek Motivation. So as, I, as we were talking before we came on, I, I was able to read some of your story, and it just the, just the first couple of pages just caught my attention because you were visiting your your mom and everything, and she shared some news with you and your husband and family. So tell me about that that day.
1: Well, it was hard to hear. It was totally unexpected, but she looked at us and she said, the doctors just told me I have breast cancer. Mm. And she had this kind of sparkle in her eye. And I was like, why do you have a sparkle in your eye? And she goes, it might be my ticket to heaven. (laughs) My mother was 82 years old. We had lost my father to Alzheimer's disease. Mm. And there wasn't one part of her body that wasn't aching or hurting. And, you know, she was ready to go home. So it was... Devastating news for us, but she just had that twinkle in her eye because she knew she would be going to heaven soon.
0: Wow, that's, I, I, I mean, I can see, I can understand, that you know, when she's, she might have felt, you know, this, I'm done. I, I'm getting ready to go to heaven. I'm about to go see God. It is, I'm leaving this place. <laughs> I've finished my race. I am leaving. And so I can understand her I guess her excitement, <laughs> if, that, if that's the proper saying. But um, for you guys, though, she's right. just telling you this. So, what I mean, what was your, your, your reaction to, to all of this?
1: Well, we were just floored because we didn't anticipate it. And then she tells us it's stage four. So we know that at her age, she can't use chemotherapy and she's probably not going to make it that long. But I will tell you, she fought the good fight. She did the surgery. She took the chemotherapy by mouth, you know, the, the, the pill. Yeah. She did give it her best, her best try mm-hmm. to make it, but she died from the side effects of the radiation. Oh. And so, but she was just like, let me go. She was ready for that chariot in the sky to come down and swing. I, I sang swing low, sweet chariot at her funeral. Wow. She was ready for that chariot to come down and take her to heaven. And, you know, that's okay. I think God mm-hmm. wants us to anticipate heaven.
0: Yeah.
1: And sometimes the cancer journey, that is the outcome. But if that's the worst thing that can happen, hmm then that helps us to get through the cancer journey. I mean, if you look at the worst thing that can happen when you're diagnosed with a stage four aggressive cancer is you might die and go to heaven. That's not so bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's a good deal for me. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, so, how soon after you know she she told you that? Um, when did she pass away?
1: She passed about. Eight, nine months after that. Okay. And then four months after that is when I unexpectedly found the lump in my own breast.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Okay, let's back up. Okay, so your mom just passed away. And that situation come about. How did you find out that you found the lump? And I mean, what happened?
1: I was, it was in the middle of the night. And my ring got caught in my 90 and it awakened me because it got caught. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to free it, and then I felt the lump. My sister said it was the providence of God because I wasn't looking, and I had just been examined by a doctor for my yearly checkup four months before, mm-hmm. and it hadn't caught anything. And it was a sizable lump, which we later found out it was aggressive. So it was growing rapidly. And when the doctor first told me the news, I just really couldn't believe it because I was a health nut. And I did things purposely not to get cancer, especially certain kind of cancers that happened to run in my family tree. Mm -hmm. But breast cancer, until my mother got it at 82, did not run in my family. And I didn't consider myself high risk for that. So I just got my yearly mammogram and that's all I did. And I want to tell the ladies today, you need to do more than get the yearly mammogram. Mammogram because three mammograms missed my cancer because I have dense breast, and okay. 40 to 50 percent of women are in the same category as me. So, if they want to be preventative about breast cancer, next time they get a mammogram, I want they to, them to ask the radiologist if they have dense breast, and if they do, then they cannot just rely on a regular mammogram, they've got to go to the 3D and they've got to do self. Checks themselves, along with the doctor checking yearly because it is hard to detect cancer if you have dense breast
0: wow, okay, so you find this out now, your initial uh diagnosis from what I understand you you really had a hard time with that diagnosis did I, mean, I did.
1: They told me I was stage four and it was aggressive and they would do the best they could to extend my life, but that's all they could do was to extend it. And that's not news anybody wants to hear. And they were being, you know, quite honest and truthful with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm another thing I want your listeners to understand: whenever you get a serious diagnosis, cancer or whatever, stage three, stage four, or aggressive, get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. I was so miffed at what the doctor told me when he showed me the MRI and he said, it looks like it spread all over your body and it looked like a tornado had invaded my body. And that's where the analogy to the Wizard of Oz starts in my, bu- in my, in my book, Yeah. but I got that second opinion. I flew to Chicago to one of the best places, breast cancer centers in the country, in my opinion. And... Two doctors and two surgeons read those scans and they said, "Uh, we don't think that that is actually cancer all over your body. Oh, your cancer is aggressive Mm
0: -hmm. and it
1: may be in different parts of your body, but this scan, that's inflammation caused from a biopsy that went bad. And they said, this rarely happens, but this is one of the worst we've ever seen. They actually told me I could have died from that biopsy. Oh my God. And so that's a rarity. And I don't want to scare women from a biopsy because biopsy gives you helpful information. But in Mm. my case, that biopsy alone and what happened could have taken me out. But as it turned out, after they did the surgery, they discovered it was not all over my body, but I would need every weapon of mass destruction to save my life. Mm. So I was glad that it wasn't stage four because those patients have to take chemo and cancer therapy pills and things for the rest of their life. Or until either the cancer takes them out or the side effects of the medications and chemo takes them out, mm-hmm. so that 's not an easy prognosis either, so I was fortunate that I had a good chance of living if I could make it through the treatments and they could stop the cancer
0: Wow, wow, you being a woman of faith and 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 you know just having talked to you, I know that you have a strong belief in God and His Word. But let's, let's be real about this. When you got that diagnosis, how were you feeling emotionally and spiritually?
1: It was the roller coaster ride you don't want to be on. <laughs> one minute I was soaring in faith and the next minute I was cowering in fear mm-hmm. and the stress on my body was unbelievable. And I finally realized that I had to get a hold of my emotions, because I couldn't let my emotions rule this cancer journey, because it doesn't promote healing in your yes. body. The doctors are gonna to have to bring out all these weapons of mass destruction to save my life, and on top of it, I didn't need to be having these emotions that were making all of these hormones go off in my body that would wreak havoc on my, on my body. Yes. So I looked carefully, at what the Bible said when you're in the middle of a trial. And I've been through trials before. And the first thing you realize is God is with you in the trials of your life. He's in the fiery furnace with you. Mm -hmm. And you know from Romans 8, 28, that he's going to work all things for our good. And I knew that I was to be a witness for him, whether I lived or whether I died in this journey. And so I started looking at Philippians 4 6 through 8, and here's Paul in prison telling us how to handle trials. And you know what he says? He says, Pray about everything and give thanks in everything. And then he goes on to say, Don't concentrate on all the negative circumstances around you. Concentrate and focus on what's good, lovely, just, pure. You know the verse. Yes. And what I would find out from my research as I was going through the journey is that all these things he's talking about, prayer, faith, God's word, trusting his word, dwelling on the good, gratitude, all these things promote healing in the body because they calm the emotional brain. That doesn't, and when that brain is not calm and all those chemical reactions are going off in the body, healing is not promoted. So if you can go through a cancer journey, praising God, giving your concerns to Him in prayer, asking for His healing, having an attitude of gratitude, thanking Him for every blessing along the way, and concentrating on all the good things, you're going to fare better.
0: Amen. oh, that is powerful and, and the fact that you brought up Romans 8:28 it's really hard for people to, to see the good that will come out of something that is just horrible. And, but it, his word is true, and it is the same yesterday, today, and forever, when he says that all things, he didn't say some things, all right. things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose. So no matter what it is, no matter what it is, if he said that it will work out for your good, believe that definitely believe that that's, that's powerful. Wow. Wow.
1: Wow. It is powerful. And I would see in the end when I got through with all the treatments and the doctor said they'd never seen a cancer patient go through the worst chemo known to mankind because that's what they said it was for the longest amount of time mm. and come out with an immune system holding like mine did. And they said, it was your attitude. It was your faith. It was your lifestyle changes. You are our rock star cancer patient. Wow. That's what they said. And, you know, to have doctors say that, I realized that, you know, the patient, the doctor has a big say mm-hmm. and a big part in my recovery, I am not denying that. I use everything conventional medicine has to offer. But I also used my faith to manage my emotions. And I implemented lifestyle changes that would boost my immune system. Mm-hmm. And all these things worked together to help my doctors to beat my cancer.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that um, once you received that diagnosis, you went into A whole lot of research. So um, what kind of research did you do once you were diagnosed?
1: I went to the medical journals. I read about 50 books written by doctors, scientists, nutritionists, some of them were Harvard doctors, well-known and well-respected doctors. I went to cancer conventions, I went to medical conventions, I went to online um, summits where doctors would be interviewed about cancer and the immune system and how the body heals. And then I went, I went to the Bible and looked for everything in the Bible that would give me some indication of how God expects me to take care of my body and I found much more than you might expect. Hmm. God tells us to take care of this temple. And honestly, Althea, we're not doing such a good job.
0: You're right. You are absolutely right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a witness to that. And, and so just from just having this mini conversation right here, it, 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 I know for a fact that when you are stressed, it affects your body. When you are worried, it affects your body. Um, for me, it was um I had a situation with my my face because of stress, overwhelming stress and it and it disfigured i I didn't have a stroke, but um I can't remember what it's called. It was bell palsy, and it was so it was so disheartening for me because my face became so disfigured, and I was so embarrassed and I got to thinking about everything that was transpiring during that time as well. And when I went in to talk to a doctor about it, that was the very thing that she said. She said they really don't have a a, a real diagnosis on it, but a lot of times it ends up being stress. And that's exactly, uh, I had been very stressed um, during that time. And so just that small lesson made a difference in my attitude on how to deal with things that come up in life that are unexpected and really caused me to want to trust God even more because I don't want something that I don't have any control over, but God does. I need to release that thing to him. And and so it doesn't affect me and keep me from doing what God wants me to do.
1: That's so, so true. And the one thing I learned in the cancer journey is that the things that I was doing that probably impacted the fact that I got cancer
0: mm-hmm. was
1: stress for the last, for the 15 years leading up to my cancer journey, I took care of my father with Alzheimer's, a 10-year journey there, both in-laws with heart disease and cancer, and then my mom. And doing that on top of a full-time job with my sister helping with one side, you know, my husband helping with his parents. But the point is, all that caretaking and watching them suffer and the grief that I felt because I loved all of them, Mm -hmm. that overwhelming grief produces a stress in your body. It's one thing to grieve for a year. It's another thing to grieve continually for 15 years with rarely a break in between. It can derail your entire immune system. Yeah. I learned that from the School of Hard Knocks, that I should have been more proactive about protecting my body from stress, and there's so much we can do spiritually, but there's also some practical things like deep breathing exercises and relaxing to music and singing and laughing, all these things God has given us to help us to alleviate stress in our lives because he knew we'd have it
0: hmm Yeah. And so um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about the stress of what's been going on in our world in 2020. COVID. COVID oh. has... <laughs> wow. Okay. So COVID has changed the lives of millions and billions of people in this world. But one of the things that has been talked about more often than than not is is the fact that it it does have a play on the on the immune system um, individuals that have a low immune system or have a diabetic um, any type of ailments um, right. it affected them let's just, and well, just that, the that's what is, sometimes
1: they have something that they can't help, but a lot of these these diseases we have that are underlying that make COVID worse, many of them are caused by our own lifestyle. Yeah. So I do believe that COVID is a wake up call. And I'll tell you, since I learned Althea how to build my immune system through hydration and exercise and proper diet and proper sleep and, and having a proper gut lining to protect my body from disease, I'm not trying to to brag, it's a victory in Jesus, but Mm. after the cancer journey, your immune system is usually suppressed two, three, four, five years. I came out six weeks afterwards, my immune system was back within normal ranges. I have not been, I've not had a suppressed immune system. I've not even caught a cold, and before cancer, I used to get two to three colds a year.
0: Wow.
1: So what I've learned, from this COVID year is that if you practice the CDC guidelines of social distancing and wearing a mask in in public and not touching what other people touch and washing your hands constantly, if you put those things into practice and you also implement lifestyle changes to build your immune system, then you've just got two different ways coming together to make it more powerful and less likely that you will get COVID or react to it in those negative ways that we hear about.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, what, what types of um, lifestyle changes um, would you say that people should be doing to boost their Im- immune system?
1: Well, one of the quickest ways to boost your immune system is simply to hydrate properly because Althea Every cell and every system in your body is enhanced with proper hydration. And there is a barrier that's made of water in your respiratory system and in your sinuses. And if a COVID germ goes up your nose, that barrier many times will protect you from getting it in the first place, if you also lessen your exposure and don't keep exposing yourself, if you don't right,
0: know. Right, you know, right, if you're right.
1: get some exposure unintended because you know germs just don't hide everywhere, you know, they're, they're all out there, and so you practice the CDC guidelines. But if you tr- properly hydrate, it mm-hmm. boosts your immune system and gives you that barrier, and that in and of itself might prevent you from, from getting it. Mm-hmm. And then, if we look at exercise, You know, everyone went into this quarantine, sedentary lifestyle, sitting by your TV, eating junk food. No, these are all the wrong things to do. Mm -hmm. My husband and I, during COVID, were walking the two to three miles every single day. We didn't get near people. We were outside in the woods. We ran around our yard or we went on a lonely street. But we were exercising because when you exercise, it boosts your B and T cells. And those cells make your immune system stronger. Okay. So it's, and plus it prevents cancer and it got me through the cancer journey, all that chemo for a year. I was hydrating before, during, and after chemo, even increased hydration. Mm -hmm. On top of it, I am moving like crazy before and after surgery and chemo. And that's one of the reasons I fared well, is because our lymphatic system and hydration makes our body take out the trash and the germs and the things in our body. And if we don't move, those B and T cells don't go up. And we also don't take out the trash in our system. And keeping the trash out of our system is what keeps our immune system going strong.
0: That is good. Okay. That Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. And, and and specifically, when you're saying hydrating, you're talking about water. Is that correct? Because some people are like, okay, I'm water. hydrating, but I'm, I'm drinking sodas and all that kind of junk.
1: I'm not talking about sodas, but yes. if you drink fruit juice, like sometimes we'll go on a watermelon juice cleanse, okay. um, you know, juice. And the fact that that fruit or the vegetables in it, if it's made from a vegetable, that actually has more hydrating power. So juices, fruits and vegetables count. If you squeeze a lemon in your water, it's more hydrating. If you make a smoothie from fresh greens and fresh fruit, it's more hydrating. It adds a component of hydration to it. So all those things are good. It's the wine and the alcohol and the caffeine that Mm -hmm. dehydrates. So if you want a cup of coffee in the morning, okay, just drink an extra cup of water to make up for it.
0: Right, yeah, cuz that definitely makes a difference in um especially when it, when you're drinking coffee, it it t- it takes away um a lot of your your hydration and I that's the reason why I believe that now um a lot of coffee places keep water in there because they know that if you're drinking just nothing but, war, uh, nothing but coffee, it's going to make a difference in your body. And so they now serve you know, the water bottles as well as the, the coffee along with it. So that, this is really good information. How has your cancer journey affected your faith?
1: You know, at first I was just confused and I just didn't understand. But as time went on, the more I researched and the more I learned, I was so comforted to know that our body was created with self-healing mechanisms. And that strengthened my faith to know that God would saw to every detail of our body and thousands of chemical reactions go off in our body every day that are all there to promote healing in our body. And Althea, when we were doing this interview. Yeah. You and my body are performing miracles, mm-hmm. okay? But when we go to sleep at night, those miracles only go up because our body restores, regenerates, and detoxes itself when we sleep at night. We have to get into deep sleep for it to happen, but that deep sleep causes a hormone called melatonin to go off, and it is a major immune builder for COVID and things like that, and it's a major cancer fighter.
0: Mhm- mm-hmm and it's interesting that you're you're talking about sleep i have uh I had another guest um just before you. we were talking about how important it is to rest and and to rest not only um not only physically but spiritually as well and so when if we can get people to not only rest in the Lord and and remain calm in in times of trials and tribulations it will definitely make a major difference in your whole being and in your body and you'll be able to function better and if you're a a, a woman or man of faith and you're wanting to do work for God that is also your way of of showing uh, gratitude for god and 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 being able to function and do what he 's called you to do in the first place, so okay. hydrate, hydrate hydrate
1: <laughs> yes yes and deep sleep and exercise you know it 's the lifestyle changes make a huge difference yes. in our health, and so many of the health problems we 're getting today and some me included, are related everything for me went back to lifestyle. Now my cancer journey, yes, there were lifestyle things involved, there were emotional things involved, there were high toxic load involved, but there were some things that were my fault, there were some things that were not my fault. Mm -hmm. But whether they were my fault or not, I had to figure out what I was gonna do about that if that was causing my cancer. High levels of glyphosate, Agent Orange pesticide and other toxic chemicals were found at high levels in my body. And I want to say, you know, that's not my fault. I'm not the one that put all these chemicals everywhere. But I need to figure out how I was going to lessen them in my life so that my immune system wouldn't be overloaded.
0: Yeah, yeah. So in your book, um, Unleash Your God-Given Healing, you mention eight steps to Prevent and Survive Cancer. Can you tell me a little bit about that and, and also your book in, its, in and of itself?
1: Well, the, the eight steps, we've already mentioned three of them. Mm-hmm. Hydration is one of the steps. Okay. And then you'll get the research behind all the things water does for your body. And after you read that, you'll go, I'm drinking water. Yeah. And then I have an oncologist that comes behind me who's in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He runs a breast cancer center and he's a major medical researcher as well. A brilliant, brilliant man practicing over 50 years, Dr. Robert Elliott. He then gives his opinion for each one of the steps as to how that would help him as your oncologist to fight your cancer. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: So you've got hydration, you've got um, exercise, you've got rest, you've got, Using your diet, you know, eating food as medicine instead of just eating for pleasure. And that's important. You've got, you know, using your faith to manage your emotions. Yes. Gratitude, I put it as a separate chapter because it has the most research to back it up, how it promotes healing in your body, lowering your toxic load, and healing your gut. So that's the skeleton of the book with all the scientific, you know. Footnotes mm-hmm. and Harvard doctors and cancer experts giving their opinion. You know, everything is well documented so that you can go right at the footnote and go, Where in the world did she get this from? I did not <laughs> know about this. So it's all around those eight steps because those eight steps and it, they all built my immune system. Mm-hmm. And even though my doctors killed the cancer with the chemo and with the surgery and all the things that they did, I had to stop the cancer from coming back. That's a very important part of a cancer journey. And I also had to do things to help me get through the journey so that I wouldn't succumb to the chemo. A lot of people don't do well with the chemo at all and it suppresses their immune system and does major damage to their body. Mm. And you want to, the book shows you how to get through that and and do better. Don't you want to do better, yeah. you know? So that's what the book is all about. And believe it or not, Althea, it's not just a book to get you through the cancer journey. If you did the same eight steps, it would help you to prevent cancer and
0: disease
1: in the first place.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you, so real, the main reason book.
1: I wrote the book is I don't want anybody, I don't want you, out there to have to go through this is a six-year journey from the time I was diagnosed to the time everything, all treatments are finished. Six years of my life has been taken up with this, and I'd prefer no one else go through this. <laughs> you
0: know? Hey, I, I, thank you. I appreciate it. So I need you guys to get this book, ASAP, because it's definitely going to help you. And with this being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, what, what's a, a a word of encouragement and, and, and a warning that you can share with our, our women out there.
1: Well, I think it's important. I had three doctors tell me that if I had had my vitamin D levels higher, I might not have gotten breast cancer to begin with. That's how powerful vitamin D can be for flu virus COVID okay. and breast cancer. It's an immune builder, and it does so much for every part of your body. I would tell everybody to be on vitamin D3 and check with your doctor on how much he wants you to take, because they can do a test to help regulate that. Another thing that I had to learn through the school of hard (laughs) knots, I don't use water bottles anymore. I don't drink from plastic water bottles. If I go to a church picnic and that's all that's offered, then I'll do it. But I used to do it all the time, and they're estrogenic. and that gets estrogens into your body. Hmm. And another way estrogens are getting into our body to up our load so that we get these estrogenic cancers is through our skins with all the personal care products we use that are filled with endocrine-disrupting chemicals. So if you just put coconut oil on your skin, mm-hmm. no chemicals. But if you buy these fancy things with all these additives and preservatives and and chemicals in them, Whatever touches your skin gets into your bloodstream. So these are the kind of things we have to realize that are helping to cause cancer, even breast cancer in men. Men are getting estrogen-fed breast cancers, Mm -hmm. and they should not be getting that. But it's because there are these hormones and these chemicals that are called endocrine-disrupting chemicals that are mimicking estrogen, and they're coming in through our water,
0: through our skin, and some of the foods that we eat. Wow. That's okay. So I'm, I don't want to get rid of my bed bath. I mean, my, um, bath and body works just yet, but everything that you just said is, is really interesting in particular, the water bottles, because I mean, we, after all, we use those quite often. Um, and so what, what other thing should people use as opposed to one of those plastic bottles?
1: Well, I carry steel, um, 32 ounce, those steel kind of Yeti things around okay. me, And I carry a supply of water with me everywhere I go. And I package it in steel or glass with rubber on the outside because I'm a oopsie dropsy person. <laughs> so I always make sure when I go to church, I take my own cup with me. Now, sometimes I get somewhere and I just have to go get a water bottle. And that's okay every once in a while. It's not good on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. So don't be, you know... Um, legalistic about it. Oh, it's better to drink the water from the water bottle and be <laughs> yeah. hydrated. Okay, so I don't want people to go overboard with this. Right. But I make sure I have my water with me and I do filter my water because fluoride and chlorine can interfere with your thyroid. And you don't want it's okay to brush your teeth with some fluoride, you know, to help your teeth, but you don't want your whole body getting the fluoride and the chlorine.
0: Wow. This so is that, really I think good. it's good to
1: have a filter on your, on your water, because I had to look at where these chemicals were coming from, and yeah. it was water, it was the foods I was eating and what I was putting on my skin, and I have changed the way I do that. Wow, and That makes a huge difference.
0: That is, This is some awesome information. So Jenny, tell us where can we get your book and how can we get in contact with you?
1: The best way is to go to my website at www. dot com. You can buy the book from there. It'll take you to Amazon. Um, You can sign up for my cancer prevention blog.
0: Yes, I
1: put out a post every week with all the new information, the bee venom they're now using in some places to fight breast cancer, believe it or not, with minimal side effects. I mean, all these new things keep coming out and I keep informing people and you can get in contact with me through the website as well. Okay. So that website is probably the best way. And if you uh, sign up for the cancer prevention blog, you can download the book on exercise from my chapter, you will be shocked at all the things that exercise does for everyone, especially when you're in the cancer journey.
0: Wow. And you're on all social media as well?
1: I am on Instagram and Pinterest, and Facebook is the main one that I check on a regular basis.
0: Cool, 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 Jenny. This has been some really interesting information. It has definitely helped me. It has given me a whole lot of insight, in particular on exercise, because I always wanted to know specifically. I know that it's for the heart and 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 everything. But when you were mentioning the T-cells and, and, and everything as well, um, it gave me a different perspective on how important it is for, for me to exercise more. I do exercise, but I think I need to exercise a whole lot more than I do now.
1: <laughs> it impacts every system in your body, just like water. It's yeah. so
0: valuable. And it's free. <laughs> yeah, and it's free. Yep. You can walk. do it. Exactly. Walk around in your neighborhood. Walk Just walk. And make sure you hydrate. I, I can't say that enough. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. You can never have too much water, I don't think.
1: <laughs> it's true. Well, you can't have too much, but you know, we don't we rarely see that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Jenny, it has been a blessing and honor to have you on my show today. Thank you so much for sharing so much insight and wisdom about breast cancer, and you're surviving, you're thriving. You are an awesome and phenomenal woman of God, having gone through as, as everything that you've gone through. And you guys, you really need to get her book. I'm so serious. Get her book on her website. And her website, again, is www.jenny, which is G-I-N-N-Y, or B-R-A-N-T, dot com. Follow her on Facebook as well. Jenny, thank you so much again for being on the show.
1: Thank you, Althea, for what you're doing. God bless.
0: God bless you too. Hey, this is Althea with Wove Inspirations. This is the Midweek Motivation. You guys have an awesome day. Make sure you hydrate. Take care and God bless. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations The Midweek Motivation. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, why not subscribe and continue listening to some of my other shows on Spotify, Google Podcast, or Apple Podcast? Go ahead and leave a comment as well. If you are interested in being a guest on this show, please send me an email at w-o-v-e, inspiration at gmail.com. This is Althea, your host. I hope you guys have an awesome evening. You guys take care and God bless.